Good morning for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. The swell of unrest poses a dilemma. Rolling protests in Iran lay bare power struggle, and Democrats issue agenda amid shutdown worries. In today's national headlines, Hatch to Retire, opening a door for Romney. Hard line on migrants crimps college revenue, and alarm at request to ask about citizenship status in census. In today's business headlines, app not as saucy after censors have a say, Chinese bid to acquire MoneyGram falls apart, and Vice Media places two of its top executives on leave. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page. And New York Times columnist Frank Bruni. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story: the swell of unrest poses a dilemma. Reported from Washington by Mark Landler. President Trump has given full-throated support to the anti-government protesters in Iran, but the rising tide of unrest there complicates an already vexing decision for him. Whether he should rip up the nuclear deal struck by President Barack Obama, starting in two weeks, Trump faces a series of deadlines on whether the United States should reimpose sanctions on Iran that were lifted as a result of the agreement. Trump has already disavowed the deal, and he warned Congress and European allies in October that if they did not improve its terms, the agreement will be terminated. With little progress on that front and signs of a crackdown in Iran, analysts worry that Trump's patience will run out. But they fear that if he acts now, it would shift the blame from the Iranian government, which is besieged by the protests and charges of corruption, to the United States, which would be seen as forsaking an agreement with which Iran is complying. The White House deflected questions on Tuesday about how the protest would affect Trump's calculus. He's going to keep all of his options on the table," said the press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Trump's ultimate goal, she added, was for the Iranian people to have basic human rights, and for Iran to stop backing terrorism. For Trump, the first major eruption of political unrest in Iran since 2009 carries opportunities as well as risks. Sanders emphasized the White House's unyielding support for the demonstrators, which she contrasted to the more reticent approach taken by Obama during protests in 2009. The State Department urged Iran on Tuesday not to restrict access to social media services like Instagram and messaging platforms like Telegram, which the protesters are using to spread word about anti-government gatherings. It encouraged Iranians to use virtual private networks to sidestep the government's efforts to block them. Trump himself sought to link the grievances of the Iranian demonstrators to his predecessor's policies, saying the corruption of Iran's leadership had been fueled by the benefits of the nuclear deal negotiated by the Obama administration. The people of Iran are finally acting against the brutal and corrupt Iranian regime, he said in an early morning tweet. All of the money that President Obama so foolishly gave them went into terrorism and into their pockets. He added, apparently referring to the Iranian funds that were freed up when Iran agreed to constraints on its nuclear program. There is a course that Trump could take to show solidarity with the Iranian people. Analysts said, lift the travel ban on people from Iran who seek to visit the United States.
Iranians took the travel ban very personally because they were the largest group most directly affected, said Suzanne Maloney, an Iran expert who was the deputy director of the foreign policy program at the Brookings Institution. This is the second story on the front page. Rolling protest in Iran lay bare political struggle. Reported from Tehran by Thomas Erdbrink. Anti-government protest roiled Iran on Tuesday as the death toll rose to 21 and the nation's supreme leader blamed foreign enemies for the unrest. But the protests that have spread to dozens of Iranian cities in the past six days were set off by miscalculations in a long, simmering power struggle between hardliners and reformers. By Tuesday, Iran's leaders could no longer ignore the demonstrations. Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, the supreme leader, blamed outside enemies but did not specify who. President Hassan Rouhani, a moderate, appealed for calm while saying the protesters had a right to be heard. The protests that swept Iran in 2009 were led by the urban middle class. These protests have been driven by disaffected young people in rural areas, towns, and small cities who have seized an opening to vent their frustrations with a political elite they say has hijacked the economy to serve its own interests. Unemployment for young people, half the population, runs at 40%, analysts believe. Meanwhile, Iran has spent billions of dollars abroad in recent years to extend its influence in Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon. The initial catalyst for the anger appears to have been the leak by Rouhani last month of a proposed government budget. Iranians discovered that billions of dollars were going to hardline organizations, the military, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps.